Blog Talk Radio. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LeVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Friday night, everything is all right, especially if you're listening to us over here on Blog Talk Radio, and we thank you for it. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. LeVar joining you, and I am pretty sure uh, that there is a very happy lady named Mary out on the West Coast tonight that is joining me. How are you? I don't know about very happy, but content uh, with a very big Ooh, smile should. on my face. No, I'm you content with a very happy. big smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, you should be happy. You know why. This yeah. is the opening weekend for the NCAA tournament. And because there was an upset already. <laughs> a couple of upsets already. North Texas beat Purdue. Yes. But biggest upset of the day came yes. from little old Oral Roberts beating Ohio. Like, who is that? I, that is like. I know I make fun, and I'm sure there is an actual like. I, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be offensive, but it is just going to sound offensive. So I'm, I'm fair warning, <laughs> offensiveness to come here. I am going to probably offend a small portion of the population. However, um, like it, I, I make fun of the like St. Bart School of the Blind, but this sounds like one of those kind of small schools. No, that's the same televangelist, but Oral Roberts has been around for quite a bit. Oral Roberts is uh, located, I do believe, um, in Tulsa. Uh, okay, so it, it, it's near Texas then, because Texas has been having a big day today. Mm-hmm. North Texas winning. A lot of their schools are are winning. So, I know because you are a Michigan fan and you do not like Ohio State. For that tonight, correct. I bring a new soundbite to the show. Uh, <laughs> here on this show, uh, 
any Ohio State, as somebody said at my job earlier, any Ohio State loss is good for America. And <laughs> and to that, we just say... Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> I'm over here screaming, yeah! Oh, it's good. It's good. But this is where I'm worried because Texas schools are doing so well. We're up against, what, Texas Southern something or other? Yes, um, you are, and I'm Gilbert. worried about um, I So I am don't... just a little worried, a little worried with the upsets coming from Texas. They, they're bringing the heat, man. Yeah. So. Um, and plus, Michigan is without its best player. And I don't know what to expect from that because just yes. as easily I mean, as I'm that happens. That's a positive. I'm looking huh? at it as a positive. The best player is getting a chance to rest. Um, however, now looking at how the Texas schools are bringing everything they've got to the table, that rest might not be a good thing. No, so we it may, may not. not be able to count on it. So, I don't know. Uh, if you're a Michigan fan. But you know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow? <laughs> I see. <skated>. Well. <laughs> I know what you're going to be doing, besides praying. Uh, <laughs> you will be watching it. And uh, for those of you who already placed your money on brackets, um, I guess you Sorry. can. Not really. <laughs> I did, actually. Uh, I got my in my office uh, uh, friendly wager. In your pool. office pool? Yep. Uh, got into the office pool. How far did you have Ohio State going? No, you know what? I think I had them going to like the Sweet 16, but I knew they were impressive because they were impressive against Illinois in the um, in the Big Ten championship game. Took them to overtime. And I was like, hey, if you could do that to Illinois, you're a pretty decent squad. I don't know what happened to them today. I really don't. Uh, that they was not all the Ohio State team that played on Sunday. So, yeah, but, uh, no, I had my brackets. And uh, actually, I've got to watch the bracket because I know I had one th- with the upset tonight, and they play here shortly. Um, that game will not end before the show ends. But, uh, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't do a bracket this year. Um, mostly because the people that I do brackets with were working from home. Mm. So teleworking makes it hard to do the brackets with everyone and, you know, talk smack. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, we found a way. We found a way. <laughs> I, I was so. just telling somebody, saying, are we going to do a bracket this year? Sure enough, we did it. And you know it is something when even the upper-tier bosses start a, like, chat for just, like, those in the bracket pool just to talk smack. So <laughs> it's all friendly, though. Uh, but we love it. And, uh, yeah. So to those of you, hopefully your bracket isn't busted too badly. But, uh, yeah, there were a couple of upsets today. And um, I love this thing. Who did you have for you your upset tonight? I, I, Winthrop? I did pick him. I don't okay. – uh, actually, there were a lot of people that – Against Villanova? 
Yeah, because they said Villanova's not that good, but we'll see how Villanova comes out tonight. Um, but, yeah, we'll see, though. I did pick Winthrop to uh, win its first-round game. Um, so, no, I'll keep an eye on that as we're going along. Speaking of brackets, uh, our Sweet 16, of our Tournament of Pain, is tonight, later this evening. I don't know how this is going to go. Uh, every week... For the last couple of weeks, we have had the Tournament of Pain. Mary and I do not tell each other uh, what our picks nope. are. Uh, this week will be the Sweet 16. And then I was looking at the calendar because, of course, uh, I was not thinking about it. But this week, just so that for those of you who are following, Sweet 16, next Friday when we meet again, we will have the Elite Eight. And the final four. And then on Friday night, <laughs> April 2nd, we'll do the title Aww. game. It was the day after April Fool's. Oh, yeah. I yeah. totally forgot about that. Yes, the day after April Fool's, April 2nd. Uh, I don't think we have anything planned for that day. You know, it's it's not fun if it's not on April 1st, you know? The day after, it's right. kind of like, yeah. So no April Fool's surprises or anything like that. It could. No. Uh, highly doubt it. It's not like, you know, we're going to have some special guests showing up and they'll be hosting in our place or something like that, or we'll do a switch with somebody else's show or anything like that. But, uh, no, that's not going to happen. I guarantee yeah. you. Much to the rumor that Mary would like to do this show with somebody else, but no, yes. no, of course not. I would never cheat on you like that. <laughs> uh, but of course, going to the almanac uh, before I forget it, uh, and still ahead tonight, we'll take a live look at what's trending online. A lot of stuff, especially with what's going on. Uh, of course, our tournament, and on the almanac today is. National Backyard Day, and no, it is not about people with uh, backyards uh, in the other sense, but yes, your actual backyard where you go out and plant flowers in and you go out and play in. Uh, It is to get more people to go out and appreciate their yards. Uh, Today is also National Certified Nurses Day. It's also National Chocolate Caramel Day. It's not caramel. Uh, <laughs> it is National Poultry Day. Also, National Let's Laugh Day is today. So hopefully you've had some laugh today in spite of <laughs> anything else today that's been going on. <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing that in the direction of someone here. <laughs> uh, no, I've laughed. I've laughed. Quite a few times today. Tomorrow is World uh Flower Day, F-L-O-U-R, World Flower Day, F-L-O-U-R, yes. Uh, Also, tomorrow is National uh, uh, HIV-AIDS Awareness Day. It is Ravioli Day, Corn Dog Day. I wonder if Sonic is going to have any corn dog specials. National Quilting Day and National Proposal Day. I will be quilting this weekend, so... Really? Yeah. 
I will be, yes. When did you start that? Uh, years ago when I started collecting T-shirts, we're going to put together a T-shirt quilt for the kiddo for graduation for high school. And it's going to have, hey. like, you know, T-shirts she wore when she was little and, yeah. See, one more thing. The I ones she wore out. Jack of all trades. <laughs> Master of none. <laughs> like, yes, well, you know, now I got a question. Now that you said that you quilt, so I mean, you, I, I'm, I'm almost curious as to how people, because I'm, I'm always amazed at when people can do crafts like that. I, I remember my sister used to do uh, that. I know it's entirely different too, but she used to do that, uh, that stitching with the like yarn and stuff like that. You go like. Cross-stitching? Uh, yeah, something like that. And I remember a project she did years ago, and I remember it took a little bit, but she had it. But, yeah, quilting, I know uh, for, uh, former First Lady Michelle Obama had said in a recent interview that she had taken up quilting uh, and talked about how relaxing it was and at times some, somewhat frustrating, but how relaxing it also can be. I mean, is that true to that quilting once you kind of get the the hang of it and all of that good jazz that it can be a relaxing endeavor i don't know about relaxing i will say that i do get to shut off the world i'll stick my earbuds in and that and i'm very focused about what i'm doing so once i'm into that zone it's like leave me alone you know i've got things i'm doing um so yes and and I can listen to a movie I've I've seen a million times, so I don't have to watch it. I can listen to music. I can do whatever, and and I'm very I'm very focused on that. So I guess that could be relaxing because it, it unplugs. You're unplugged is a good way of putting it. Yeah, I guess it could be. Um, for me, it just it, it I my brain gets pulled into 900 different directions, so it's really nice to when I get to really bring my focus down and narrow it down to one specific thing and shut off the rest of the world for a while and get a few hours of just of that thing. So, yeah, um, quilting, anytime I'm doing woodworking crafts, anytime I'm doing, um, like, knitting or crochet, any of that stuff, yeah, definitely, because then I can just very, it's very singular focus. You can't, you can't, um, you can't let yourself get pulled away into other things because then you're not then you're not going to get the product you want. Hmm. I'm very good at copying. I'm not very good at creating. So I will I will say that straight off of that. Gotcha. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, yeah. Also tomorrow, uh, I know I'm going to let my friend tell you the um, the official uh, naming of tomorrow. But on my calendar. It says it is the spring equinox. Uh, I know you have another name for it, a more scientific Vernal name. equinox. It's the scientific it name is the is, vernal equinox. It says equinox on the calendar. That is what I go off. <laughs> yeah, the vernal equinox is supposed to be the, the, the opposite of the autumnal equinox. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, there is a great photographer. Um, who takes a lot of photos. Uh, his name is Barry Butler. Uh, he is a pro landscape photographer, 
uh, takes a lot of great photos of Chicago. If you uh, have seen some photos, uh, especially in the last week, that have made the rounds, uh, one of them was the picture of the river being dyed green and uh, some of the boats that were going up and down the river. But also there's a weird thing that happens here in Chicago, and I've seen it, and it's an actual amazing thing. Uh, he actually did say the vernal equinox. But here in Chicago, when that occurs, it creates what we call Chicago hinge, uh, much like Stonehenge. The sun at that aligns perfectly with the east-west street grid. So anything that is in between those grids, the sun lines itself up. And if you are downtown at the corner of Madison and you look uh, a little bit more towards the uh, north just a bit, uh, or west, I'm sorry, look more toward the west, it lines up with between the buildings. It's an amazing sight. I do believe I have a picture of one day when it happened, but he has a couple of pictures on his uh, website. And uh, one of them is actually that site uh, from Madison, uh, and another one is uh, uh, from a CTA grid where you can see the sun rising right perfectly in between everything. Definitely go check it out. Uh, it's at Barry Butler Nine on Twitter, uh, but yeah, awesome pictures. I think I will probably share one uh, on our page at News Comment BTR. Did you know about that? No, I didn't. But that's amazing. I mean, it would in my head. It's like, yeah, I should have known <laughs> because you know, east, west, north, south. When you when you actually have a grid system and it's done correctly, at some mm-hmm. point you're going to line up, right? Mm-hmm. But that's still. Chicago skyline is amazing on its own, and then to have that kind of happen on top of it just kind of adds like a little cherry on top. Right. Just to be able to be ground level and see that, that would be awesome. And actually, I just retweeted a pic now uh, that will show you how that actually occurs uh, over on the page there. Uh, he has about four of them. One that actually is from the Bean <laughs> or Cloud Gate in Millennium Park. Uh, but Awesome pictures, though. Uh, Sunday is California Strawberry Day. Also, it is Countdown Day. Just a countdown. So if you count down on Sunday, that's fine. Uh, it is also National Fragrance Day, National French Bread Day, National uh, World uh, Down Syndrome Day, National Single Parent Day, and... It is National Common Courtesy Day. That's definitely something that has been lost in the last few years. But, uh, yeah, so that is your almanac, and a look at that. So and for all you single parents out there, continue to do the awesome job you do. So, um, But with that, speaking of single, it brings me to our first story of the night. Um, If you were on Tinder, there was an interesting story that came out a few days ago that the online dating platform Tinder will soon let people do background checks on their dates, and in most cases, no last name will be required, according to a press release from Match Group, the platform's parent company. 
The company made a, quote, significant contribution to Garbo, which provides historical information about violence and abuse. Uh, this according to the company. Garbo is a nonprofit background check platform founded by women. Now, Garbo collects public records and reports of violence and abuse, including arrests, convictions, restraining orders, harassment, and other violent crimes, and makes them available at low cost. The company didn't say if there will be a cost to users or if it will be worked into the subscription price. Drug arrests and traffic violations are not collected. Garbo cites the disproportionate effect on marginalized groups for not including this information. Garbo says no last names are required for the background checks in most cases. Users can access them just with the first name and the phone number. Uh, before Garbo, abusers were able to hide behind expensive, hard-to-find public records and reports of their violence. Now that's much harder, according to Garbo CEO and founder Catherine Cosmeads. And she says being able to reach historically underserved populations is fundamental to Garbo's mission, and the partnership with Match will help us connect these communities. Uh, Garbo's platform will be made available on Tinder in the United States later this year, but no specific timeline was given. With that being said, is this something that is overdue for online dating platforms, or does it in a small way go a little bit into privacy issues? Mm, it's a very fine line. That's a very fine line. Um, yes to both, um, depending on what information is going to be given. Um, that's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, it's nice to know that there's going to be a way that somebody can do a background check, kind of, um, even though those kind of are available right now. Uh, if, mm-hmm. you, if you end up with somebody's, like, actual name and, and last name and some other identifiers so that you can run those kind of, um, like, public records searches, uh, anything that's public records. Um, but, yeah, it could be bad. Uh, I, I, see, I see issues as well, especially if it's something like um, you have a common name. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, what if it's on the phone number and another gym gets that phone? I mean, mm-hmm. and if they're yeah, and like I said, I'm, I know I'm like just playing a long odds-on game, but if they're within mm-hmm. the same area, or if you know that happens, and you're going by gym with this number one two three four five six seven, you know, and another gym owns it, you could be falsely accusing someone of something. Mhm. Correct. And then on top of that, like, if, not that Tinder was this way, but if you're on a dating site and you are um, to the point where you're actually thinking about meeting someone and doing that kind of thing where you would want to kind of do a little bit of a background check, mm-hmm. you're further along than you need to be. If you're on the website and you're just doing that now, um without having any kind of back and forth with this person. How much information are you going to end up with before, like, I may not be comfortable with you knowing where I live. Right. And that's, you know, it could be on my back because my background will have, you know, depending on how deep they go, that's going to have my 
address. It's going to have my, you know, salary. It's going to have my relatives. It's going to have my, and maybe those are things I'm not willing to share with you yet because I'm not ready to be that intimate with you. And those are intimate details. Those are very intimate details, which people don't think about. Like, oh, I make X amount a year. Well, some people don't want to share that. That's an intimate detail on their own. And sometimes that's a that's also something where um, there might be another reason why they don't want to share it. Um, they've got a crazy ex. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. Um, they're trying to, you know, they have family members that they're trying to avoid. There, there's certain things that they're trying to keep private. Mm-hmm. So depending on that, that you could also get that. And that's like, I don't, I don't need you to know where I went to school. If, if I want you to know where I went to school, I'll tell you. But then people are not very honest either. So, yes, no, you're, I mean, it's nice to know that people are saying, let's protect you a little bit with that, but then on the same token, you know. And then on top of that, let's say I do get a background with um, a guy that has had a violent past. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was arrested for domestic violence. Like right. maybe he's gotten past that. Maybe that was just a one-time thing. Maybe it was a somebody had to get arrested kind of situation, or mm-hmm. where they were both at fault that someone had to go to jail. Um, right. It could have been a situation where there was drugs or alcohol, and they've been treated for that. Like they're no longer using drugs or alcohol, so they're not going to be violent. There's a lot of different factors that are a part of that, and that might skew your thought of that person. So. I, I see benefits and I see um, potential landmines and I'm still kind of iffy about it. I think it's a little too soon. I don't know that I don't know that society is ready for it yet. I didn't I didn't see within that story if that is just uh, uh, background checks if women were looking to check guys or vice versa. Um, I'm kind of like you where I'm on the line with this because I think that if that is the case, and and I don't know how many people who have had uh, that type of history go on to dating sites, um, I would think that people on their own would also do a little research on some people before they date them. Um, It's good to have and this is the thing, like I said, which is why I'm kind of on that fence, because I think it's good to have some type of system to check for those things. But if it is, say, uh, maybe, uh, like you said, if it was one of those cases where someone had to go to jail and be arrested and nothing has happened since, you know, at that point, it kind of already now puts a bad name on that person out there when they are trying to change their life or get away from toxic things like that. I mean, while it's good to know it, it almost kind of is, you know, I hope that people who do utilize this use it in a way in which if it's something that's like just extremely on the bad end, that it helps to, um, deter anything else from happening to somebody or somebody that's going on there to just deliberately do things to people. I hope that there's red flags or things that, you know, uh, can be bought up, you know, so if like something did happen to someone, 
that they could report that to, you know, either the Garbo site or to Tinder, and they could pretty much ban them from that site so that nothing else happens to anybody else. I mean, it's it's kind of like it's good and bad. I think it kind of goes a little bit over the range and steps into privacy a little bit and to where some things could get out that people don't want out. Uh, I hope it is used for the fact of protecting people and not just, like, over time, really just, like, delving into everything, you know. Um, That's kind of like that fine line where we're walking it, but... um, you know, like I said, anything that can help to avoid someone going on a dating site uh, and finding a murderer, you know, uh, of course we're for. Uh, we don't want anyone to fall into that trap. Uh, but at the same time, it's kind of almost like do your own research as well and take away your own uh thoughts uh, as to that person because as they always say you can't judge a book by its cover and it might have been a situation that happened years ago when they were a little bit younger where nothing has happened since and i'm pretty sure that they don't want to be judged by a situation that happened years ago that was you know something that they put behind them so yeah i hear you thinking there No, 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 no. I'm, I'm in total agreement about all of that. And then, but then, you know, my brain is going, well, how is Tinder a dating site? It's not a dating site. Let's be honest. You don't think it is? Tinder's, Tinder's a hookup site. <laughs> I wouldn't know. So that's why I was like, you think it is? I don't know. Um, Tinder's a hookup site. It's kind of like Grinder for straight people. Gotcha. <laughs> know about that but yeah uh so that is that uh guess what we're already at the halfway point so pretty much what i will tell you is uh we've got some things coming up still ahead uh on the program tonight um coming up on the program tonight uh we do have uh some retro moments coming up and then we've got a live look at what is trending and then after that, we will get into a couple other stories, and then we'll get back to our tournament uh, tonight, which I know I am looking forward to. So uh, we will actually have that as well. So uh, one quick thing about tonight with the retro moments, uh, you will actually get three for the price of one. <laughs> three. Three, awesome. yes. Three retro moments tonight. Uh, all of them. Well, two of them are well-known. One is not, but it introduces something that has become a part of Americana. Uh, We'll play that one first, and then we'll play the other two after that. But, uh, like I said, retro moment, and then after that we'll join you on the other side with more stories. But first, you're listening to Page One with LeVar Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to show you how McDonald's builds a a Big Mac sandwich. It starts here with a lightly toasted bun. And then a pure beef hamburger. Sizzling hot. A slice of cheddar blend cheese. And some crisp, fresh lettuce. Then, our own secret sauce. 
the club slice, toasted. Another hamburger. And a little more sauce, just for good flavor. Crisp dill pickles and the sesame seed crown. This is the sandwich. McDonald's new Big Mac sandwich for the bigger than average appetite. McDonald's is your kind of place. No little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer than Big Red. So kiss a little longer, laugh a little longer, stay close a little longer, longer with Big Red. The Big Red freshness passed right through it, goes fresh, fresh, goes on and on. While you chew it, say goodbye a little longer, make it last a little longer. separately from Play School. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Sometime, uh, just based on the way they described everything, I'm going to say late 60s. Yep, 1967. 1967. So close. So close. I was going to say 67. I'm like, ah, I'll go a year earlier. Yep. And then, of course, for those of you. Well, uh, special sauce, lettuce, pickles, onions, sesame, sea bun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, for those of you. We chewed some gum back in the 80s, Big Red. <laughs> I was singing along. Are you kidding? Huh? I was singing along with that. Are you I kidding? I bet you were. <laughs> and then, of course, my buddy and kid sister, the dual commercial for the dolls. Um, did you have Well, a, you had uh, to have both of them. No, nah, I don't think anybody had both. Uh, it was more no, you had back. No, you had to. You had to cater to both you couldn't just cater to the boys or just the girls you had to have both right and now you have to have like my buddy kid sister and like my non-binary friend (laughs) i don't know i don't know if that's the way it will go but i'm glad that you said that because that leads into our next story tonight uh (laughs) this uh from uh this past week a private school is saying that phrases like mom and dad should be avoided. So an inclusive language guide from Grace Church School in New York City states that mom and dad should be replaced with words like grown-ups, folks, or family. 
I think last week we kind of did a story, uh, or a couple of weeks ago, all now run along with uh, the push to include less gender-specific uh, words into the lexicon. And a New York City private school uh, pretty much said that those uh, phrases like mom and dad and boys and girls should be avoided and a push to make the campus more inclusive. Uh, Grace Church School said its 12-page Grace Inclusive Language Guide was designed to provide staff with language that fits the school's mission. And their uh, books, or their press release said that while we recognize hateful language that promotes racism, misogyny, homophobia, and other forms of discrimination are already addressed in our school handbooks, we also recognize that we can do more than ban hateful language. We can use language to create welcoming and inclusive spaces. The guide addresses ways we can remove harmful assumptions from the way we interact with each other. And the school says that phrases such as boys and girls or ladies and gentlemen should be replaced with words like people, folks, or friends. It says that school, uh, students should be asked how they identify instead of assuming their gender based on appearance or clothing. The document also states that mom and dad should be replaced with words like grown-ups, folks, or family. Uh, George Davison, head of the school, said via email Thursday that the guide was posted in September. He said they are not banning certain words or phrases, but want to avoid assumptions being made. And they said that they have been trying to help families find the right words for years, and this was designed as an aid to that process. So uh, the guide, by the way, also has suggestions on dealing with diversity in religious holidays. It states that words like minority should be replaced with person of color, if that's how the student identifies. And Merry Christmas should be replaced with phrases like, have a good break. Um, <laughs> by the way, tuition for the 21-22 school year there, $57,330. This is in downtown Manhattan, one for junior kindergarten to eighth grade and the other for high school. <laughs> junior kindergarten? Uh, for one for junior kindergarten to eighth grade and the other for high school. Junior I don't know what junior kindergarten, kindergarten okay. is. I, I am preschool? guessing that junior kindergarten is probably preschool. Um, yeah. But but that's offensive. If, preschool is offensive. Think about that, 57330 If you send your kid there every year, uh, beginning from junior kindergarten through high school, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a Harvard degree right there. <laughs> Born at a Harvard degree. <laughs> but... I could hear the, uh, or I could see your eyes rolling as I read that story. Uh, so I know that you have some thoughts on that. I, I do. And here's the thing. Um, just prefacing this with, I do not agree with hateful speech ever um, on any platform, uh, racial, uh, gender, uh, sexuality, um, identity, I, I am very much a very inclusive person. I'm very much about using the pronouns that you want me to use. I'm very much about um, accepting people for who they are, not what they are. So if you're a good person, you're good in my book. And that's all I need. That's all I need. After that, if you say, call me Jehoshaphat, then I'm going to call you Jehoshaphat. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we're just going to preface that right there. I don't 
know, and and I'm glad that they're saying they're not banning words, but I don't know that teaching children to call their parents folks is right. appropriate. Um, I don't even. It should I, I kind be. Of ends at the person of color. I was like, yeah, hmm. that's really bad too. I'd rather be my like. Why not be a minority? You are a minor. I mean, I'm 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 part of a minority as well. Like. I don't know how that's not including me. You know, if I'm sitting there saying, don't call me a minority, you know, don't call me anything. Don't, don't judge me on that. That's going to be a different thing. That's an individual thing. And, and when it comes to individuals, if you're teaching children to honor the individual, a lot of that language is already going to be obtained and learned and, and, and sought as long as the first thing you teach your child to do is to identify the person, not the group they belong in. I think everybody keeps going to the whole, you're part of this group, so we need to like have a, a word for this group. How about we just start being people again? Like, you be LeVar, I be Mary, that person be uh, Joni, that person be Paul, you know? Why can't we just start looking at those things instead of going, you're a person of color, I'm an Asian descendant, you know, I don't, I don't like those things. That's boxing me in, and I don't think they're appropriate either. But asking, I'm going to tell you straight off the bat: if my kid ever called me a folk, or a large human, or the adult in the family, I would kick some teeth out. I am your mother, and that is so, what I'm going to be called. I am your mother, but I also do not want another child calling me mom because I ain't your mom. I'm not your mother. You have a parent. You have a parental unit. You have a guardian. You have somebody that's looking over you and helping raise you. Now, I can be another adult in your life. And if somebody says, can I call you, and we fill in the blank, and we come to an agreement, fine. Don't. Like, I have, I have friends that have kids that call me Aunt Mary, and I'm okay with that. We came to that conclusion together. We came to that spot together. It wasn't a, you're Aunt Mary now. No, I'm not. You know, I have a niece. I have a nephew. Those are, those are, my, those are my nieces and nephews. I'm their aunt, not yours. But we came to that. And it, wasn't, it wasn't you are. It's, hey, can I call you that? It's going to be easier because, you know, just calling you by your first name is inappropriate because you're an adult and I'm not. Talk through that. I think teaching kids to talk through it, it would be way easier. So, yeah, look at the eye roll. I, I feel the same way as you where I am, of course, like we said, we're not for any hateful speech, whatever. I mean, I guess in a way here, I am glad that the school is not forcing people to do this. And I think this is one of the things that we have to remember as we all move forward with getting to know each other is that you can't force something that a lot of people are used to. But yet, at the same time, the thing is, is that I know for a lot of people, they want to just use one blanket term and that be it. But we are now in an era where there are those who identify with other uh with other terms and you have to respect that you know to continue to use something that they don't want to identify for is disrespectful 
Um, we into that, and like I said, but it also at the same time can't be something that's forced. You just can't go and say, "Hey, instead of mom and dad, call them folks." That's what you have to do now. You can't call them mom and dad. There are a lot of people who are like, like Mary said, "I'm mom and dad. That's you know that's my title." So you're going to continue calling me that, and not to confuse uh, young folks out here because they're a very smart bunch, but. Uh, I am glad that schools are opening up and addressing these things now because it is uh, something now in our lexicon that we all must learn. Um, but the one takeaway from this that you must remember is that uh, if you are Mary's child, uh, do not call her folks. And if she is not your mom, do not call her mom. It's the more you know. being a parent and I'm saying this for all parents regardless of how you became a parent so adoptive um, step parents uh, single parents dual parents whatever becoming a parent's hard I mean I didn't realize like I get to look back on it and go just getting to become a parent is hard so to take away what your child and you have built up because the school doesn't like it don't take away that hard work, you know. Don't take away that 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 from me, unless I unless I ask you to. Like if I ask you, you know what? I would really rather have you call us parents, or I'd really rather have you call me um, adult or guardian or whatever the case may be. Pick a pick a title. I don't even care what title you want to pick. It. If that's what I'd rather you have you call me, I think the respectful thing to do is to call me that. And if I say the only person that should be calling me mom is my daughter. Mm-hmm. Or in that, or let's say if I adopt a child, my adopted son, or or you know a stepchild, or whatever the case may be, these are the only people that can call me this. Then the respectful thing to do is to only call me this if you're one of those people, and to not call me that if you're not one of those people. And I think that comes back to that respect thing. It's just it comes back to respecting people mm-hmm. as an individual person. We're all individual people. We all have wants and needs and, 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 and what's the word I'm looking for, um, preferences for right. things. And just, just to res- if you can respect me with those things, I will respect you with what you want. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy. I can't call you mommy. can't call you mama. <laughs> you can call me mama. People have called me Mama. There are there are people that call me Mama, but that's a, that's because it's off of a username. So I'm good to go with that, because that is my username. That's my Twitter handle, Lou Eyes Mama. So there you go. You can call me Mama, but that's about as good as it gets. <laughs> uh, yes, I can call her Mama. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounded really creepy. <laughs>
with Ohio State's loss. There's some funny tweets coming out. Uh, one of the tweets was, wins over Ohio State. Oral Roberts won, Jim Harbaugh zero. <laughs> the other oh, one was the infamous picture of the Michigan fan with his uh, hands on his head. It says, when you realize Oral Roberts has more wins over Ohio State than Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> oh, I like that one. Send me that one. And somebody said, who had Oral Roberts beating Ohio State before Jim Harbaugh did? <laughs> that would be me. And then, uh, somebody it's on my else, bingo ticket. Yeah. Somebody else saying, Jim Harbaugh, probably calling Oral Roberts coach, asking for tips on how to beat Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and pretty much all of those, and I, I know people are like, congratulations to Oral Roberts basketball coach Paul Mills on beating Ohio State before Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> I'm so, telling yeah, you, I love, and half those people are probably Michigan fans. Um, <laughs> I, you know, probably. Um, and that is one of the things trending tonight. Purdue is trending tonight because right before our show started, Purdue uh, lost uh, to number 13, North Texas, uh, who got their first-ever win in the NCAA tournament history with a 78-69 upset. Uh, also, uh, trending tonight, the rapper Saweetie, I, I know I'm going to sound so uncool, uh, but she has confirmed she has split with Quavo, and she says that, quote, the love isn't real when the intimacy is given to other women. <laughs> so pretty much you called him out on uh, why that ended. Uh, her tweet today was, I'm single. I've endured too much betrayal and hurt behind the scenes for a false narrative to be circulating that degrades my character. Presence don't, uh, uh, presence don't band-aid scars, and the love isn't real when intimacy is given to other women. So, yeah, she pretty much uh, put him on blast, as the kids would say. Uh, the... Big Ten is trending tonight because of the upsets today uh, with Ohio State and with Purdue of uh, how the Big Ten has pretty much upset a lot of people's brackets. Uh, Coke Zero is also trending tonight because someone out there has asked the question that the time has come to address an important question in life. Does Diet Coke or Coke Zero taste better? So that is trending. Uh, by the way, uh, also uh, trending tonight, uh, Liberty, uh, NCAA men's basketball, uh, because they <laughs> gave Oklahoma a scare, uh, but Oklahoma outlasted them. Uh, right now, Winthrop is strutting as a trend, uh, but I can tell you right now, as that game is going on still in the first half, Winthrop trailing by three against Villanova. And along with the other Friday night things that trend, uh, that is what's going on in the wonderful world of Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of good Jim Harbaugh jokes going around tonight. Um, I know. I've been, I've been kind of scrolling through them quickly while you were reading off what else was trending. Some of them mm-hmm. are really good. I and I bleed maize and blue, so uh, yeah, these are funny. <laughs> Texas uh, is one of the other stories I had Excuse is uh, an interesting one, which 
I don't know where to start on this, but the headline was Millionaire Wants X to Give Him Back Over $1 Million in Gifts After He Says He Learned She Posed on OnlyFans. This coming from Inside Edition this week, it says a millionaire who gave his ex-girlfriend expensive gifts wants them back after he claims he found out she was shooting, quote, porn in his home and putting it on the website OnlyFans.com. During their brief five months together, uh, Stephanie Gerzlansky, I'm going to butcher that one, I'm sorry, Stephanie, uh, 26, says 59-year-old Stephen Klebeck lavished her with more than a million dollars in gifts. Every time uh, that he would want to take me to Chanel or anything, he would spend over $100,000, she told Inside Edition. Uh, Klubeck is worth an estimated $100 million, a fortune he made in the timeshare industry. She says that she considered him quite a catch, despite their age difference, I bet. But their relationship soured, and now the multimillionaire wants all his gifts back. Little did I know that while I was working in my various homes and my children were in the home and my employees, she was shooting porn in the bathrooms and putting it on OnlyFans, he told Inside Edition. Uh, she confirmed she is a model on OnlyFans where she posts adult photos of herself for paying subscribers. She has 1.8 million followers on Instagram. How do you get that many? Uh, when asked how Gerzanski duped him, Klubeck said, well, you know what? We had a security failure. Our security folks did not unlock the pages on OnlyFans. We made a mistake. We saw the content that was extremely pornographic, which showed my assets used as backdrops. But she claims that Klubeck knew everything about her from the beginning. He used to call up his friends and say, hey, Steph's outside taking photos. I was taking a photo on a horse, and I was naked. And he called up his neighbor. This is only rich folks' problems. He <laughs> called up his neighbor to come and watch. He actually loved it. It was kind of like a routine. Every day he would tell me how much he made on stocks, and he would ask me how much I made on OnlyFans. Uh, Grzynski also said that Klubeck let her use his private plane to shoot nude content. He loved it. He thought it was hot. She's reckless. She's a menace. She's a con, he said of the allegation. Uh, Grzanski's lawyer says that by asking for the gifts back, Klubeck is trying to ruin her financially. He made it clear that he has tons of money, and he would use that money to litigate with her to keep uh, suing her until she went broke. Klubeck denies the claim and says that if she returns the gifts, he will donate them to charity. So, with that being said, uh, is he right to ask for those gifts back? And just from hearing this story, because I know what you're probably going to think, um, you smelling BS here, or is this actually uh, <laughs> your thoughts? My thoughts. Um, oh, or uh, rich people problems is my thoughts. Um, <laughs> n- no. Once the gifts are given, you cannot ask for them back. Um, they were given and received. Um, so shouldn't have done that. Um, still probably going to ask for them back, though, because, again, rich people problems. Um, <laughs> do, I hear, do I smell a lot of? Yes. I actually have pulled up my pants to my knees because it's getting deep in here. Um, <laughs> yes. I keep going back to rich people problems. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, we, we run. Because he's been selling timeshares, which is a con in its own right. Like, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> That's where I was going to go with that. <laughs> but yes. 
he's a swindler, <clears throat> and he sniffed out another swindler, and she outswindled the swindler. I mean, bravo to you, girlfriend. I see the pictures of the two of you guys, and they picked a really bad picture for him, obviously, to make it look even more disparaging, like the the two being so opposite sides. Like, it's like a model pose for her, and, like, he just woke up on a Sunday morning after a long Saturday night. <laughs> picture of him, like, before he's even, like, brushed his teeth and hair. So, like, the two pictures are awful that they're out there for the uh, for the story. But she's just out-con to con man, you know? Like, I don't I, – I'm there is no love lost on this one. Even if he didn't know she was on OnlyFans. They are no uh, longer together because he said ex-girlfriend. So you can't ask for that stuff back. Nope. Shouldn't have bought her stuff from Chanel. Just saying. Yeah. I need to find somebody to buy me stuff from Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was just, I was, I was beyond, uh, when I read the story, and even as I'm reading it again to you all, I'm just, I, I, you know what? I, I'm let my friend Stephen A. just say what I feel. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell, right, let me tell you, <laughs> we don't care. Jerry. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> that's pretty much what we think. That's, that's, I rich people's problems. I I. Uh. <laughs> it's gonna be trending by the night. If she Hashtag has to rich people problems. Yeah. Uh, I I'm done. Uh, well, no, we're not done, but I'm done with that one. So that brings us to our tournament, and. Uh, I know all of you have been looking forward to that, so of course you can tell here with a few minutes before the top of the hour that this is an extended show tonight just for a little bit as we do our bracket. Um, mm-hmm. First round, I think we were quite kind to each other. We we went ahead and we actually uh, uh, said our piece and we actually – did it quicker than what I thought we would, and we actually agreed on some things. And so tonight, we'll see if that continues. So just to uh, recap for you uh, some of the games here in our second round, uh, Water Up the Nose is our first one versus last week's winner, the Finger Slam in the Door. Uh, Who did you have moving on from that matchup? I'm giving you the finger. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm about to say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been waiting for that one. I know, I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't have a lot of good puns. <laughs> I will also say that I will give the finger back in return because that is what I also chose. Awesome. <laughs> so that one wins. So our next category here, we have childbirth versus the splatter of hot food from a stove. Who do you have moving on? Oh, this is one of them that I think we probably <laughs> are going to disagree with, but I said childbirth. This week, we will not 
disagree, but childbirth I did have moving on. So, oh wow, moves, I do not know if it will move on next week. I, that's that is it, an early hint, but I do not know. It may have gone as far as it could possibly go, but we'll see. Uh, next matchup: kidney stone versus a pizza burn on the roof of your mouth. And by the way, before we go into that, uh, one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram, uh, Michaela Maroney, who, the uh, former gymnast, uh, get well wishes because she actually has to go in for surgery next week to remove kidney stones that have been plaguing her for a minute. Um, so I had kidney stones. I don't have them, but I had that moving on. Oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> I've had You've a kidney had stone. You've had them in the past. Not yeah. thing in the world. So we have kidney stones moving on as well. Okay. Uh, the next one, the paper cut in the knuckles versus a hangnail. Who did you have? Paper. I had paper as well. Uh, <laughs> hitting the funny bone or alcohol on a cut? This one was hard for me because I hit my funny bone a lot, but I did the alcohol in a cut because that seems to last longer. So that is the unanimous uh, uh, ruling here, alcohol in a cut. Uh, Jam finger versus bike pedal to the shin. Oh, no, the shin. That shin is what I did. And now this is where we have our disagreement. Uh, I had a jam finger um i would think that the bike pedal to the shin once it happens it stings for a little bit but jam fingers that hurts for a while uh especially if you're playing a sport and if you were playing basketball and got a jam finger the pain alone is excruciating um do i dare use my early save my, my power of veto. Um, the, before we do, I will tell you why I had the bike pedal moving on. So that way you can make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, you know, um, the reason I had the bike pedal to the shin move on is because whenever I've had that bike pedal to the shin, it's always been the spiky bike pedal. Mm-hmm. And it's always during the summer when my leg is bare. So there's oh. the bruise, possible cutting to the skin, and then it does hurt for a while. I mean, it, it doesn't just go know. away. It's like but here's it the reason why I voted linger as well. Here's the reason why I voted against it. You're going to get a, a, a lot here in the next couple of weeks about this theory, that not a lot of people nowadays have bikes with these spiky uh, pedals anymore. A lot of them now have those fancy-dancy bikes with the flat pedal or the ones where you can, like, put your shoe into it. So they really don't know that pain that much anymore, especially with this new generation of bike riders. You and I will recall those bike bike pedals, but a lot of newbies probably will not, only because of the fancy-dancy new bikes that are out there that could avoid that situation. Hmm. Still going to stick with mine, but... You're welcome to use your save, or we can concede. Which way are we going? 
<laughs> I'm going to save my veto for next week. I will let you have the bike pedal to the shin. <laughs> I don't know if it will make it past next week, but I'll let you have the bike pedal to the shin. <laughs> That's going to be tough. That, does that throw off your bracket for the rest of the week? No. Because next week, Bike Pedal to Shin is going up against alcohol in a cut. So that's going to be very interesting. Uh, And then the uh, final two games here, Stubbing the Pinky Toe versus Scraping Your Knee. Uh, I had Stubbing the Pinky Toe as the winner of that one. I did as well. Okay. That moves on. And then Shot to the Groin versus Twisting Your Ankle. Who did you have? Okay, so... This is where I get to go ahead and throw out what happened. Everybody's bracket has done something weird, just kind of like everybody that had Ohio State moving forward in their brackets. <laughs> um, sorry, that was evil. Um, last week, I had the drop on a foot move on, and it actually moved on to the, to the 16, 316, which got vetoed by the shot to the groin. So, making the call on that, I would probably go with a shot to the groin if I had to make a call on it, um, but I'm going to have to just concede to whatever you have. I actually had shot to the groin advancing. Okay. We've been kind to each other these last few weeks, but you know what? Next week, we can't be Next week because be I'm trying to figure out if I should change the rule and have the save go through the final four. I'm going to be kind, and I will change the rule here on the fly and say that the power of veto will go through for the next two rounds, but it will not work in the title game. I think that's fair, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. So we have our Elite Eight. (laughs) Um, So next week, and we will – put the Elite Eight on our page for you guys to vote on. We didn't do it, but now that we're in the Elite Eight, we'll do it. So next week you're going to have a finger slam in the door versus childbirth, which is going to be very interesting, a kidney stone versus a paper cut in the knuckles, Uh, alcohol on a cut versus a bike pedal to the shin, and stubbing your pinky toe versus a shot to the groin. So... You'll be able to vote on those um, on our Twitter page, News Comment ETR, and be on the lookout for when that voting will start. It'll be soon. But next week, we will have the Elite Eight and the Final Four. We'll do both next week. And in the title game, we will discuss on April 2nd. Um, With that, you know what? Before we go tonight, uh, one quick thing. I read a story. This goes to show how far we've come. And I was going to mention it earlier. I always share at least something that I saw online this week. Uh, the theme parks in California, they're planning to reopen as early as next month. But thrill seekers mm-hmm. may be forced to control their excitement while riding roller coasters. The state's Attractions and Parks Association is recommending that park officials encourage riders to, quote, mitigate the effects of shouting on roller coasters 
and thrill rides to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Under the association's <laughs> responsible reopening plan that was released in September, park officials can do so by requiring face masks and modifying the seating on rides. Reopening guidelines call for businesses to limit activities such as singing and shouting, which are known to increase the risk of spreading virus. Uh, earlier this month, state officials announced that theme parks, sports games, and outdoor events could resume at limit capacity beginning April 1st, provided the county the park resides in has reached the red tier in the state's reopening criteria. Uh, of course, after a year-long closure due to the coronavirus pandemic, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Park will reopen with limited capacity on April 30th. Uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain announced plans to reopen the Valencia theme park to members and pass holders at limited capacity on April 1st and 2nd and to the general public on April 3rd. So pretty much, when you go, no screaming. (laughs) Or singing. No screaming or singing. Yep. How far we come, haven't we? How can you ride a roller coaster and not scream? Like, come on. Or, I mean, I, I laugh most of the time. I end up laughing. But I, just come on. I, hey, you know. What the hell's going on out here? Pretty much. <laughs> I, that's pretty much what happened. So, yeah. It's, uh, that was the. That was the decision. So, yeah, long time. But do you have any uh, shout-outs this evening? There are some birthdays this weekend. There's a very special birthday this weekend for one of our chubby mermaids. So happy birthday to you, Dee. Um, whoop, whoop, turning 18. Wait, I'm sorry. You said happy birthday, so I'm going to do this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, shout-out to them. Um, excitement. I am going ice skating tomorrow, so if I'm not back next week, it's because I've had a terrible ice skating accident. I'm mm. kidding. I'm going to fall on my butt. I don't know how many times. I'm hoping not to fall on my face. We'll see. Check out my mm. Twitter. I'll tell you whether I do or not. Can you do a triple uh-huh. rush? I don't know that I can even turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Going forward is going to be my first goal. So that's going to be tomorrow, so yay for that. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all. I'm trying to think. Yeah, we'll go with that. For all of you out there, <laughs> uh, if you're having a birthday this weekend, happy birthday. Enjoy it. Uh, for all of you uh, enjoying the springtime, enjoy it responsibly. Of course, do, as always, the things that will get us to where we need to be, which is wearing your mask, washing your hands, keeping your distance. And with that, uh, thank you so much for listening. We will see you back here next Friday night, of course, at our time of 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central. Um, But with that, enjoy the weekend, everybody, and just be kind to each other. Remember, common courtesy day is on Sunday, but it should be every day. Thanks for listening. Good night. Bye. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.